Welcome to the No Name Podcast. I am J Uncle Juju St. Paul. I am Ish. And I am C Stats. We upload video versions on YouTube, which you can find on the I Am Hip Hop Magazine YouTube channel. Easiest way to search for us on YouTube is to type I Am Hip Hop, or one word, Space Magazine. And yes, I did say Space, then Magazine. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and click that notification bell as we post weekly, and it really helps with the algorithms. We hope you enjoy the show. Peace, love, and all that good stuff. Peace. Peace. That's dope. Made sure I never made the mistake of saying uh, uh, someone um, from the UK had an Australian accent or someone from <laughs> Australia having a UK accent. <laughs> well, Alicia Curtis enough for that, which some people don't. They will just literally fire out all guns, you know, blazing, all cylinders on rare, and they're like, yeah, I know you're from there. It's like foot and mouth right. syndrome, one of the things I try to avoid by any means necessary. <laughs> right, right. Brilliant. So, um, this is another episode of the No Name Podcast in collaboration or powered by I Am Hip Hop and also in collaboration with High Creativity LTD. Um, Jay Juju St. Paul and we have the one and only Sean Riggs, actor, um, producer extraordinaire. How are you doing, King? How are you defeating today? Man, I'm um, never better, man. I'm um, extremely blessed, you know, and um, just want to thank you guys for having me on your platform. And um, I'm excited and, and, and I'm thankful that people have been, um, you know, um, giving a lot of good energy to the project. Lazarus, so, you know, I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, man. Um, definitely watched it. Definitely a very interesting story plot, especially surrounding that whole, kind of whole superpower-based thing. So um, we're going to dig into that. And thank you very much as well for joining us um, today as well and taking out of your time. But mm-hmm. um, because for being here on this side of the pond, um, I'm always kind of being interested because I've always been, you know, sort of starry-eyed of what life's like in the States. So you grew up in um, Chicago, if I'm not incorrect, for saying, so what was life like for a young Sean Riggs growing up in Chi-Town, the Windy City? Um, growing up in Chicago, uh, really abstract. It was really cultural, diverse shall I say, um, I was exposed to a lot of things in um, inner city. And a lot of those things actually um, um, inspired me to get into filmmaking at an early age. Uh, I actually uh-huh. used to run track. I ran track for about 12 years and I uh, played football. Uh-huh. But, um, uh, you know, Chicago is, if you've ever been there, this, like I said, it's, a, it's, it's truly a cultural city. So you got like uh-huh. places like the Museum of Science and Industry, um, you know, the orchestra, downtown um they have they actually have broadway too i was uh-huh. exposed to so many different facets of creativity growing up there and it just spewed into me and i used to always say hey when i get older i want to get into the um to the arts and now in chicago right. they never necessarily said filmmaking or acting or entertainment they call it performing arts so that's how i was broken into it it was called um performing arts and then it's similar to um the uk and first of all i just i have so much respect to the ground level of talent that comes out of the uk you know the the attention to detail the people out there they're so trained and i always say hey i need to have that in me but that's something that i you know i was around a lot growing up so um 
yeah, it was, it's, you have your adversities, shall I say, growing up in the inner uh-huh. city. There were some places that were good and some places that were not so good. But um, through that, I always said that anybody that comes out of Chicago, they got tough skin. Because if you can survive in a place like that, you can survive anywhere in the world, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely doing well. I mean, well, when you think about, you know, your Chicago lights, you have come and birth from there, they definitely, once they've got that global appeal, you've definitely brought something to the table. And I definitely agree, yeah, the UK, we've we've worked hard and a lot, and I think it's mainly comes from, especially like you are saying, in the sense of performing arts, it's in the arts background, it's always been more stages and performances. So I've always kind of seen, because of Hollywood and things of that nature, you know, in a sense of like on screen media, the states have definitely led. But when it kind of comes to that Broadway, that the stages, the plays, then I'll definitely say the UK or Europe as well, just as a whole from even the operas have been absolutely amazing. But just touching, as you said, because you said, you were, you know, I've seen your Instagram because you're he- hella athletic doing those mad workouts. Um, I was on a punching <laughs> bag. But you also, you know, you just mentioned as well as like with the how the performing arts and how the being active when you're younger also kind of all came together. So how did that whole mix up happen? Did you just want, you know what, I look good, so I'm going to be a superhero. This is what I'm going to play. Or because <laughs> you play very kind of action based roles or how did that, how did that connection happen? Sorry. Well, without saying too much of my age, I, um, I grew up on, <laughs> I grew up on VHS tapes. And if you know anything about a VHS, VHS tape, you had three movies on there and I, you would watch it and you didn't get to skip back or you didn't have all of these intros like on Netflix, you can skip the intro and, and, and da da da. You know, you get to the end and you press the rewind button, you go back to the beginning and you watch all three again. My movies, my choice of movies, you know, range from Raw Deal with um on Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rambo with um Sylvester Stallone, you know, Passenger 57. Wesley Snipes. I grew up on so many different action heroes. Uh, Carl, Carl, uh, Carl Weathersby, um, you know, Action Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I, um, that's one of the things that, uh, that, uh, that resonated with me well. You know, it affected wow. me growing up. I love action films, you know, and I always said, I want to be in an action film. I used to do crazy things. I was on the back porch in Chicago, jumping off the, the first floor, doing stunts and rolls with my friends like we were in big shootouts. Then I would go to the second floor. Then one day somebody called the neighbors and they called the police. They said that there's some kid jumping off of the third floor. What is he doing? <laughs> but in Chicago, it, you know, it's similar to like parkour. So I was doing a lot of that at a young age. And um. And my mother used to always tell me, she said, you can be an action star. You can be anything that you want. Always shoot for the shoot for the um, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. But please mm. don't hurt yourself in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> so um, been crazy. I always wanted to do. I always wanted to get into that. I wanted to get involved with action films heavily. And I didn't know how mm-hmm. that was going to be. But I also knew that I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to get into the performing arts. So I started at a young age. My mother got me involved with um, on so many different programs. Um, and what I mean by that is um, there were certain theaters and there were a lot of programs for kids. She exposed me instead of um, growing up and taking me, you know, like normally um, um, people right now, what do they do? They, they take their, um, they take their... Uh, I'm sorry, that's that's my son in the background. No, that's fine. <laughs> Your father is cool, man. Uh, he, 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 
he loves to be the star too. He is, he's going to be a star too one day. <laughs> um, but yeah, she always said, you know, most um, 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 parents, they took their kids to, you know, go to the movies or something like that. Something simple. Um, my mother said she wanted to get all of us out the house, me and my siblings. So she would take us to magic shows, to um, plays, to orchestras, to the zoo. She would expose us to so many different things because she felt like it would feed well into us. She used to take a strawberry pick, strawberry picking. On some uh-huh. Saturdays, we would have, um, oh, wow. and she would say, hey, what do you want to eat this weekend? You want pancakes? I said, yeah, you want blueberry pancakes? Oh yeah, uh-huh. and I knew what that meant. That meant we were going to take a drive off to either Wisconsin or Indiana to go blueberry picking. And so we would go pick our blueberries early in the morning, and then we would come back and we'll have some blueberry pancakes. But that 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 did something to me. It did something to all of us, me and my siblings. I have two sisters and a brother. But it um it, it expanded our our mind to think more so on the outside instead of what was going on in our inner city. It took our minds off of that. That's why I said it was so cultural because of the things that I thank my mother for that heavily because she exposed me to so many different things. And it played well in me and my creativity growing up. So even though I ran track, I still always had this idea that, hey, I'm going to take track to as far as it's going to go in my career. And then I'm going to um, get into filmmaking, get into being an um, actor in the industry. But I also knew that it was it was going to be a tough role. You know, not everybody, uh-huh. like you just said, you say, hey, I look good. I went through that phase early on, you know, I, uh-huh. I uh, had the little tight shirts and I'm like, oh, you know, the, the lady saying he's a handsome man. And then you're looking at all these guys on TV and said, hey, I could be I could be that guy, but Hollywood will completely slap you in the face instantly when you think that it's all about your looks. When it's not about that, it's about your work ethic. Oh well, well I mean, for some, I'm sure there's some guys. They never want to pause, right? They, you know, they can suck their jaw in, and then someone sees them and says, "You look like ah, you know, you can be on on this film." But the truth of the matter is, that's a small percentage of that happening. I wow. saw a bigger percentage of people's success came from people who actually worked hard and oh. didn't just think that even if you thought you were the greatest actor, you have to work hard. I heard Tom Cruise say one day, he said, some of the greatest actors that I know that he knew from class that he trained with, the world oh. would, have, would never know. And they don't know. And it's because there was a the, the, the game of um, um, filmmaking and being in films is a business. So I had to see it as a business first and understand it from that perspective. Now, getting into being um, into action movies, I started this journey um, approximately about, you know, 14 years ago, you know, with my first project, Pump oh. the Yard. And um, I yeah. then, I, I, right. I said, hey, I want to get into action films. And I don't know, I just, some of us are just, I don't know, we just think so big and we dream so big and we we just, we can see something, we say, I want that. And then other oh. people are looking at us and saying, you know, that's really ambitious of you. And you know, that's extremely hard. So I started trying to get investments for ideas and projects. I co-wrote a film back then, an action film, an incredible one, which I still have, which I'm not going to say anything about, because then next <laughs> thing I, I don't want to see it on a movie somewhere and someone stole the concept. But um, I um, I kept trying to get 
funding and it didn't work because around then the tools were not accessible. You couldn't get, you had to pay for certain cameras that were a little bit more expensive. And then now we, we, we came to this era where now the type of cameras that had 4K exposure that is actually on your big screen became accessible to us for cheaper costs. Uh-huh. Well, then it became to the type of lenses that you were using, the type of creativity you have in your cinematographers that were working around you. So then once I had that and had Circle uh, tr- surrounded myself with that, especially in an in, 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 um, in incredible director with R.L. Scott and his eye, and Johnny Alexander, he's one of the other cinematographers that worked on it. So then yeah. I was able to finally orchestrate and organize a production around a film that I felt like I can get it done for a cheaper cost. Now, still, it was really ambitious when you look at what from the script standpoint, how it was yeah. and what was going on in it. But still, once again, I felt like I, I knew I was going to get it done. So um. I had to strategically do it. It took us about a year and, and a half to get it done. So I want people really to appreciate when they're seeing this character on there that I had a lot of things going on in my personal life. I had other acting gigs that I had that that, that were going on. But every time I came back to finishing up this project, I would tap into who this character is charismatically, however I could. So I trained significantly that part too i trained i trained a lot with um china mccoy he was um stunt double in um for lawrence fishburne in the matrix he was one of the yes he was one of the first guys i was working with heavily about not just you know stunts in general as in falling down and doing flips and you know rolls but how to make my punches and and in the physicality of it as 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 opposed to being on camera you know right. I, I, from chicago i have a background in uh, taekwondo i um I, I used to box a lot i grew up around that you know that was a gateway drug for everybody in the neighborhood to go to a gym and you know to to box and to let out your steam your stress and that was um at my disposal a lot so a lot of people surrounded me and started teaching me how to look good on camera with that. So I kept working and fine tuning that for over a decade. And finally, we have a project. Well, Call Me King was the first one I actually worked on with, um, uh-huh. if you know the brother, Jamin Joseph, he's on a um, TV show, Snowfall. He plays Jerome. Oh, on there. Yeah. oh wow. Okay. Incredible actor. He's he's family. That's my that's that's my fam. That's I mean, we go extremely far back as far back as um my first major uh, mentorship and acting class with Tasha Smith. Now out oh. here, Tasha Smith is she's the director, and you know I um I co-produced that. He executive produced that. But we all worked together collectively as a team, and we got oh. that done. And, and, and he excelled in this industry and um, did well with this um, career. And he uh, ended up, we still connected on Lazarus. You know, we talked a lot. He was always helping me to make sure I didn't make some of the mistakes that he made, as in all filmmakers make on their projects. So finally, when it came to shooting Lazarus, it took a while. It, it, and I always tell people to prepare. If you want to shoot something that you're passionate about, please prepare. Please do your research. Please get everything that you need resourcefully. And please look in a mirror and say that you don't need the entire universe. You can use a world of people 
to start. You got to start with yourself and then mm. your team and your tribe will come and follow along when they understand and they see your passion and they know they know that you're serious. But mm. um, last thing with that was my money. <laughs> I never, I never want to do that again. I never want to do that again. But I probably, oh man, I, I spent spent a lot of my own money in the beginning. But I knew right. I was able to get the money and the funds. And I keep saying, uh, I, I speak about Tyler Perry a lot because Tyler Perry gave me um, a, an incredible uh, TV show opportunity around that time. And yeah. that's what I was able to use. Once I had that, I knew I had the, enough money to start filming for myself instead of asking people to invest in me. What, what more of a person to ask than myself to invest in myself and bought all of our own equipment, bought all of the equipment, camera equipment, every single thing that was involved with Lazarus from the props to the cameras to the locations. So, you know, funded by myself to have us to have a place where we can make this look great and not cheat. I didn't want to cheat this film at all. So it took it, 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 uh, oh man, an insurmountable amount of work to constantly be where I needed to be at the right time to get the great resources. And sometimes I didn't have $15,000 for a location. So that means I have to meet somebody at five in the morning to come to a place where NCIS is filming or this big production normally films. And I walk in by myself with a clipboard in my hat and I tell them, hey, all I can afford is this. And just the energy alone, a lot of people would just, you know, look at me up and down and they say, you know, okay, well, if you come along this time when these big productions are not working here, then we'll help you out. But you make sure you got to have your permits and your insurance and your due diligence and all of that. It happened so many different times. I kept the film right into the east side of Los Angeles because I felt like it, it was a comic book world. And I wanted mm. people to see that on screen. If I'm going to say it's a comic book world, then when you turn on the film, what do you see the entire time? You know, you see graffiti, mm. you, see, you see the murals, you see all of that everywhere. I stayed in that east side of Los Angeles. I felt like I lived there. I slept in my car for hours <laughs> <laughs> just to wake up and then check off the list and going to, you know, another other location. So all the hats I wore as being a location manager, sometimes you just got to do that if you want something so badly and you love it and you want to make an yeah. impact. And then here we are today with this incredible, with this incredible film. And, you know, this is the lookbook now, you know, this is all the things that it oh, just, wow, wow. yeah. You know, these are some of the things that we see on the major productions, but you can, you can create the same things. You just have to, think outside the box, just, you know, be as ambitious as you can and as passionate as you can and, um, you know, and it'll get done. So here we are today and I'm talking to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> also, well, you know, you covered off a lot of the parts of what I wanted to ask as well. Um, but, um, also I'm guessing that is the mask if I'm not incorrect of what you filmed in the movie as well. Yeah. Right. Yes, it is. It is. That is the mask. <laughs> I, I keep it close. Yeah, I can understand why, but also thanks for the um, for the wise words because these are the things that people obviously forget. Being a creative myself, so this is just one element of what I do. It's like you said, preparation. Make sure that you. I mean, we've got the tools to research now, so it's not saying that you can't make these projects come to light, but just know 
you know, just be responsible in the cases of what you're doing, especially if you're doing it solo. But I mean, that's what's kind of comes across because you have you had an amazing lineup with people who have done some amazing work and other and other produ- productions. Even um, Ariel Miranda, for instance, who was you know straight out of Compton, she's also doing a thing on TV as well. Same way that you have because you've done a SWAT and like you mentioned, being part of a Tyler Perry joint as a, a reoccurring character for a few episodes, I believe. Um, you also had like a Maya of okay so how how did you get these because they're both in their own rights they're definitely stars like regardless if you're into movies or into music regardless how did that happen how did you how did you get them both to be like yeah boom you know that's that's always you know like i always tell people when you start walking in your faith and you start walking within the universe and uh, you know if you're a believer of a higher power you know i am a i am a christian you know I, i do believe in i believe in god you know and i had that on my on me the entire time and i remember once someone told me once you start walking in your faith the universe and god are going to start responding and start giving you things out of nowhere and you just don't you won't know but you'll just know <laughs> so <laughs> um ariel i was that once again i was working on the tyler perry project i was working mm. on or worse and if loving you is wrong ariel was working tyler perry if you know anything about his work ethic he will have a bunch of shows and films going mm-hmm. on simultaneously so yeah. when i was there in atlanta shooting i remember we had designed who we wanted Ember to look like. And I'm like, I had Ember in my head. And and once I, I said, when I get back to LA, we're gonna go on a search to figure out and go over a list of who people that we think could play a, a great Ember. I never met Ariel before. I remember wow. in, I was um in my trailer and as I'm coming out of my trailer, Ariel was walking to her trailer. And I look and I was like, that's Ember right there. I was like, who was that? She literally looks like she's an incredible actress and she had this comic book look to her. She's tall. And that's how we mm. wanted to have this look, a tall look. And I said, wow, who is that? So I met her and I remember we were in the elevator. We were just chopping up and talking about it. And she was like, oh, that's great. You know, yeah, I'm working on um, the same show. I know we're bouncing back and forth. And I said, oh, you know, I'm Sean. And we were just talking in the elevator about it. This is a whole true story. And she's like, oh, that's that's incredible. I said, actually, I saw you. And I said, you look really good for this character that we're doing for this action film. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, really? She was like, I want to do something like that. Yeah, we should talk about that. I said, cool. Elevator door opens. We're walking out of this um, hotel at the Georgia Terrence. I'm going my way to um, a particular event that Tyler Perry was Perry was throwing for the cast. And Ember was saying, I mean, um, Ember, that's called an Ember. I said, Ariel was saying, <laughs> I'm about to go on this ride with these guys, this three-wheeler game, these motorcycle. Um, it's like these motorsport three-wheelers, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, like, yeah, like the T-Rex is like the, the, right. the, short, the little small ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost like a scene in a movie and we're walking out the the doors and just talking. And as we're walking, the guy pulls up in some lavish luxury three-wheeler waiting on Ember. And she has his full leather outfit on. I mean, uh, waiting on Ariel, full leather outfit waiting on her. And she was like, that's cool. So just let's talk about it later on. All right, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Have fun. She jumps on the back with him. And then it's about 20 of them. They just peel off. She puts a helmet on this look. And then she just drives off and I'm like, yeah, that's Amber right there. What the heck? <laughs> so long story short, we connected when we got back to LA. She loved it. She saw all of the um the specs that we had on it, the uh press kit. She joined onto the team and then the rest is history. She's here today, you know, as uh Amber. Maya, 
She was represented by um, we had another person that was involved on the film, an older person that was going to play full up Flora. It wasn't uh-huh. working out. I told RL, I said, look, I think I want to grab somebody that'll fit to a younger demographics. I'm going to see who we can find for that. Next thing I know, my agent left the agency and then she started her own management company and she was still a good friend of mine. Her name is she- uh, Sheila Legette. And um, she ended up having Maya. I'm scrolling through looking at her roster and I'm like, wow, she uh-huh. represents Maya. And I hit RL. I said, we should get Maya. He said, oh, that would be incredible. I said, she'll fit to a younger demographic. And here am I, my mind, I don't. I just knew it would work. I don't know why. So I called mm. up Sheila and said, hey, I'm going to send you some stuff over. I sent her over to all the pictures and the ideas, you know, the, 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 the costume design and everything that we had for it and the story. And Sheila said, wow, Maya wants to do something like this. She's been asking to, to get something like this because she wants to start really getting more into her acting side. And then next thing you know, lo and behold, Maya saw it, called me up and said, I'm down. And the crazy thing is we were doing wardrobe at Fox Studios through a connection, through a costume designer. Yeah, I know it came around full circle that Fox is now the streaming platform with Tubi. Maya came and she loved it so much. And our first production day that we had to do, it was with Maya. It was a full weekend of just Maya that we had to get her done because the tour was about to start. So she said, you got to shoot me now. And if you don't shoot me now, I'm gone. I'm about to be on tour. And then that's how Maya got on. And then once again, at the end of the film, I said, I came to Maya. I said, I would love to have you on a theme song. And she said, she's, she heard the song from um, producer J tracks, Justin echo. That's Justin echoes out of um, um, Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, he's from LA too, Indiana. And she heard it. She said, this is incredible. The song is rap. The rapper is our truth. The WWE superstar. Yeah. He's a rapper as well. She heard the song. She said, I want to be on the track. I love it. Got her in a studio with a good friend of mine who produces with Fergie, connected the resources. And next thing you know, not only is she in the film, but she's on the soundtrack. And so all of these things were just God given. They were just extreme blessings to have. And I'm going to be showcasing the soundtrack too on Clubhouse this week on Friday. So I don't know if you have Clubhouse. So, you know, unfortunately. I'm on Android, so I don't think we can get yeah. house business yet. Yeah. But um, when this world is away, now that, <laughs> is a funny quote. No invite to it as well from a friend. But as you said, everything will happen in its own due course and as time um, as time needs be. So yeah, because also that being is quite interesting. It's like the um, other, this is the first time I've ever heard of Tubi, and also it being um, as it's advertised a free streaming service for TV right. shows and movies as well. And also it's being in conjunction with Fox. So how did you, um, how did that whole, when you said to yourself, okay, well, we know, well, obviously time now it's, especially with COVID, streaming's the best way to go forward. What made you think, yeah, you know what, this is the route to go or is to be your production or are you somehow attached to Toby? I was attached to Shoreline Entertainment at first. I felt like to, to, I wanted to take my time with it. And Shoreline mm-hmm. got on with Samuel Goldwyn Films. And lo and behold, as all of this is happening, Fox, um, acquired Tubi for half a billion dollars and wanted to turn Tubi into a streaming platform for Fox, which ended up happening. So they are much bigger than they were before. So they were making groundbreaking numbers. They saw Lazarus and saw it as an extremely great opportunity to use it as leverage, especially for indie filmmakers, to bring more subscribers to the platform. So they wanted to oh. make it 
exclusive because they just loved the film. Fox loved the film. Tubi loved it. Samuel Goldwyn oh. Films loved it. And Shoreline loved it. You know, the best thing that someone said that you can do for your film is to find a home for it where it is loved and not just looked at as a one and done. Let me just put it over here, make a couple chains on it and just leave you on the side of the road. And I, mm -hmm. and I was able to position the film and myself to have a relationship where it was going to be taken care of. And here it is. I'm talking to you. They've done an outstanding amount of PR. Tubi has been behind this film incredibly, credibly, credibly so much. And I thank them for the love that they've been showing to this film and continue to show. And it's not over. Wow. You know? But that's how all of that happened was through Shoreline and um, Samuel Goldwyn Films and, and um, you know, their relationships. And they came. This is this is one of those things. It's a new thing that's going on. But at the same time, it's groundbreaking and um, it's historical for what they're doing. It's one of those anomalies mm -hmm. that they were for. So now when you see that moniker on the platform that says to be exclusive, there's so much behind that and so many honorable uh, reasons why that that's there. And and, and now it's, it's getting a lot of great attention and people are loving it and continuing to watch it. So, you know, that's how that happened. <laughs> Yeah, well, for, uh, shout out to Tubi and also for Fox for giving, like you said, indie artists that chance. So, um, so just to tie it up, um, are we expecting anything else after, you know, you've got, obviously you're pushing Lazarus at the moment. What else are on the cards for you? Are you going to be mixing to stick to cinema or are you going to go maybe a bit more back to the kind of TV kind of programming side of things or a show? What, what can we expect from Sean Riggs? I'm going to be doing both. I have a TV show, too, that I'm on right now called Bosch that's coming out sometime in the springtime. You know, I'm never uh -huh. going to not be an actor. That's one of my 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 loves. But, you know, I'm inspired by Issa Rae. I'm inspired by Tyler Perry. I'm inspired by Quentin Tarantino's, you know, Spike Lee's of our time where, you know, they're multifaceted, where you can see him on screen or you can see him off screen. You know, I, I don't mind producing a film that I'm not in as an actor. You know, I just uh -huh. love filmmaking in, in its entirety because not only am I a filmmaker, I am an audience member. I am a fan of films. So I have ideas in my head and I want to see them played out on the screen and not just culturally impact, impactful, worldly impactful, things that the world can see. You know, there are so many different stories out there. I'll tell my cultural stories, but I also want to tell stories that I just, I would love to go to the movies and see myself. So um. some asked me the other day and they said, what is your end game? I said, there is no end game. That's the end game. No end. I want to continue to go on. You know, I want to leave a legacy, an impact, imprint for my son and, you know, my generations to come. You know, this is something that, you know, I was born into and I feel like God gave me a gift to tell my story and to tell a story and to tell people's stories. So that's what I want to continue to do. And um, you're going to I have a slate of films that I'm working with right now with some incredible brothers and sisters that we're going to be bringing and, um, you know, I just I'm looking forward to all the relationships now that I have right now, especially through Lazarus and to see what happens with Lazarus. We don't know, but I know that is not done. <laughs> well, I look forward to everything that you've got. I want to say thank you very much for your time. And also come back to us. Just hit us up. Whenever you've got a new project you want to talk about, you want to promote it. We're here as well. We're all about the community. So for everybody that's tuned into all of this, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Also go check out Stream Lazarus Now streaming on to be on the Fox Free Network. Just have a joy. Just enjoy. Make it your thing. Make it your Friday weekend or whatever day thing it is. And yeah, thanks very much again, Mr. Sean Riggs, everybody. I'm going to take a picture too, man. If you can uh, look up with my camera, I'm going to make sure the camera's not in it. And I'm just going to, all right? Yeah, man, appreciate it. 
All right, cool. That's just cool. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got love, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, peace, everybody, and thanks again, sir.